0: Uppercut is now fueled by Grinding Coffee Company. Grinding is a Black and LGBTQ plus owned business that freshly roasts gluten-free vegan coffee right before they ship it. Almost all of us have gotten the chance to try at least one of Grindings roasts, and we all adore what we've had. To try it yourself and support two small queer-owned businesses, enter the code UPPERCUT at checkout for 10% off any non-subscription purchases. Good day, everyone, and welcome to Indie Mixtape. My name is Ty, and joining me today, we have a very special guest from GamesIndustry.biz, our friend, Jeffrey. What's up, Jeffrey?
1: Hey, hi. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, my name is Jeffrey Russo. You've probably seen me on the internet, I don't know, writing stories or um throwing shade at video games, not having brown people cuz I like to do.
0: That. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'm here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. So, we're just we're going to get into it cuz we have a beefier episode for y'all today. So, I'm just going to I have a smaller uh playlist today. So, I'm just going to do them first. My first game is uh Arcade Spirits, The New Challengers which is the sequel to Arcade Spirits, uh, which came out, I believe, in 2019. And it's basically the whole world of this franchise is like the video game crash in the 80s never happened, and so arcades like stayed popular. And so it's kind of an alternate reality where arcades are still very popular and they're like the main video game culture. Um, and so then this one is looking at it from the perspective of esports and you're playing as this like person who wants to become a professional esports person in this like circuit that's coming up um and so you use the ai from the first game iris to try and find a team and you end up with this you know kind of ragtag group of, of pals that you know you have your meaningful adventure with and it's cute. It's fun. If you liked the first one, it's a good continuation of that world without being a directly like, and it's these same characters again. And also, yeah, the art and stuff rules just as much. Um, and it's like an interesting kind of like interpretation of esports that's like true while still being, you know, like part of the fiction of the world. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I think it's cool. You can also like be poly or like not date anybody. Love that. Um so there's like a lot of options, yeah.
1: Very cool. I always find like the story of um have you have you seen I know this is not video game related, my apologies, but have you seen King's Avatar on Netflix?
0: No, I have not.
1: Okay, so uh super quick version. It it's this drama I think it's based on a book about like esports in China? I want to say China. It's China. I am so sorry if I'm culturally wrong. I'm I'm fairly certain it is China. Anyway, long story short, it's about like esports and and drama amongst players or whatever. And you know, while you were talking about this, it really reminded me of that. Um, because I think that's a market that's not explored too often. You know, from a storytelling perspective.
0: Hmm. Yeah, there's not a ton about it, and like I think they're doing like a League of Legends parody type of kind of show coming to one of the streaming services sometime soon. But, yeah, it's definitely kind of left on the table, so it's interesting to, like, see a game take it on. And I think it's, like, an interesting take on it. It's from uh, Fiction Factory Games, and it's uh, published by PCube, and it's on pretty much everything. Yeah, it's like Switch... PlayStation Four and Five, Xbox One, Series X, Steam, and Itch. So you can, you can get pretty much anywhere. And then my other game is Card Shark, which just came out pretty recently as well. And it is I don't really know how to describe it. It's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a narrative game, but you are playing as this like mute young man who is living in France in the, like, I think it's, like, the 1800s. And, um, basically, you end up, like, working with this, like, con artist, comped guy who teaches you how to, like, help him cheat at cards. And so you're just, like, kind of following this story that apparently leads to, like, these much bigger events, as the game kind of tells you in the beginning, um, but you're just like following this boy as he's like learning to do magic tricks and like hustle people and cheat at cards and shit. And like, it's really cool. Like when you're, you learn the actual mechanics of like how to cheat and then you have to like do them in the game and there are different difficulty settings. So you can have it be where like, Cause you can die in the game, like if you have someone be suspicious oh, enough of you, they can be like, "You're fucking cheating," and they'll kill you. <laughs>
1: oh wow! Yeah. About that yeah. life.
0: Yeah. So there's different like difficulty settings where like the there's one where it's like you don't have death, like it doesn't it doesn't matter, it's not Im- impactful to the story. Then there's like one where you can die, but there's like a system to come back, and then there's like a permadeath mode. So there's definitely like a variety of things. But yeah, it's really it's really neat. I have like a little bit of a hard time doing some of the more complicated like trickery just because it's hard for me to like figure out the like counting and stuff that I need to be doing cuz I'm not, you know, a math-brained person. <laughs> um but it's it's a cool idea and like I'm really intrigued to see where the story and stuff goes and like it's also just neat like being a just a tricky little guy.
1: <laughs> we love a scammer.
0: Yeah, it's truly, it's like some, some fucking Lacey Bosley scam goddess shit, but like, <laughs> in France.
1: Yo, that is, the the fact, but the fact that, considering your time period, it does make sense that the fact that if you're, you know, you mess up your con, you're gonna end up dead, because I'm pretty sure it probably went down like that back then.
0: Yeah, it's very much like you just like going into like, a random like, little areas in, like, small towns, and then if you fuck up, it's, like, rich people that you're trying to con being like, fuck you.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) That does sound fun. Definitely need to check that
0: out. It's cool. It's a cool concept for a game. I dig it.
1: Very dope.
0: All right, Jeffrey, tell me about your games.
1: So, okay, before I talk about my games, and I decided to come here, I was thinking about, like, you know, what games I could talk about, but then before talking to Ty on the pod, I was just looking up like what new indie games starring like black folks came out. And I don't know if it's because it's just early in the year or folks are just developing things, but, but there, there, they aren't really there. So, you know, it kind of sucks
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> about that. But, um, you know, Hey, that, 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 that's game development. Um, so instead I just decided to, um, you know, just go back and look at, Oh, actually, before I say that, it is so bizarre to me. I I like to point this out that Steam doesn't have a tag for people of color when it comes to games. And I don't know if that's just a thing they haven't thought about yet or um I don't know. It, it's just very bizarre to me that, you know, you can't find that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. It it's I don't know. In, in fact, in and because I'm on this subject, I might as well point it out like even PlayStation. Has, like, now that that diversity thing, I don't know if you've seen it, where they'll list, like, some of the games starring, like, people of color and, like, queer folks or whatever. That's an attempt. I don't know why every digital store doesn't have something like that. I have no idea. I digress. I don't want to be here forever and take up Ty's time. Anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel you. It's especially weird because Steam is, like, generally such a Wild West that it's, like, odd that they don't have the tag at all. But it's
1: Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where, like, we could probably be here talking about that subject forever. But, anywho. So, instead, what I would like to uh, mention to our beautiful listeners is that um, just cool games just starring, cool indie games that are starring, you know, black folks that played over the years. Um, and the first one i like to mention is um, Children of the Zodiacs. This came out in, uh, this was made by Cartopia apologies and published by square enix if if, if i remember correctly it came out on um, 2017 i think it's out everywhere by this time and what it is it's a tactical rpg that's also it, it also plays like a tabletop rpg if that doesn't make any sense i'll explain so you'll play like i don't know final fantasy tactics or any other you know tactics game and then when you're in battle Whenever you decide to take action or activate your abilities, you literally have to roll, like, dice. And the results determine how effective either your attack or your ability activates and this, that, and third. What sucks, though, is that um, the game isn't exactly what I would call easy. In fact, it, <laughs> if you aren't down with Fire Emblem and just that kind of difficulty curve or whatever, you might not like it. Because there are times that you fuck up your roll. You might not get the best results, and you could die if you don't take out your enemy. But anyway, um, the game...
0: That's tabletop, baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I really, playing that whole game, I got so many bad rolls. And I'm like, wow, dude, the um, RNG gods are not with me today. But the thing about the game that I do appreciate is that with the storytelling, the team, Cartopia, they like... They went for a story that they weren't really shy about, like, what it's saying. Because you play as this character who... I, I forget her name. I, I think it's Nami. Um, she's, like, this young black woman who whose story is literally... And I kid you not. She, she lived in some country kingdom area, like, in the south. And this kingdom of people who are quite literally white... I'm not making this up. When you go in a game and you're fighting all the bad guys, everyone is literally white. All the people of color... Are on the opposing team that you're a part of and like this royal like kidnaps her. It's like, no, oh, it'd be fun to have like this, this, this only dark skinned human child as a, uh, yeah, as a prize of conquest. Are you uncomfortable now, folks? I hope you are. Cause I was just like, what? That is not the story, <laughs> but it is. And then she, uh, eventually escapes, um, being under, um, rule and she decides to become a thief and uh yeah just mess uh just like steal from them and stop their operations and long story short what happens is that a series of events causes her to become literally the most wanted criminal in the city and what you're doing is try to survive to get her to just make it throughout the night and escape and just a bunch of magic bad dudes very uncomfortable dialogue but it's really really cool though because um it, it also um like the visual effects are awesome um the cast of characters are like pretty interesting and I also thought that you know the the fact that the game it was one of those games where it's not shy about its storytelling you know it's just like yes you are this dark skin girl who uh quite literally has to fight colonizers or oppressors I guess you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was really, really dope. I would recommend it, but again, like the difficulty curve might not be to everyone's liking. I don't know if the team updated that or added different difficulty options. I would assume that they have, but yeah, it's definitely something I would recommend playing for um r p g fans um for sure, and that was what two, did I say two thousand and seventeen that was two thousand seventeen, and the next game I would recommend is. Dandara, developed by Long Hat House. This was published by Raw Fury in 2018. This is also everywhere. Uh, I think it's even on the phones now. This is a Metroidvania title where um, you are playing as this... Okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't know... I'm pretty sure the character that she's based upon is based upon a real Afro-Brazilian um, freedom fighter, I believe.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the character is based on a real... Person.
1: okay okay all right cool 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 i didn't want to mess that up thank you and yeah they did just decided to um you know make this game about her and the the whole thing about the game is that she is working to stop literal oppression folks you'll notice that i have a theme with the games i like to play so I don't know, (laughs) but um, no, it's it's really cool because um, yeah, she has all these magic powers and you're like fighting these giant bosses. And what I really like about the game is like, unlike other Metroidvanias, you're always moving. You're not just like running or walking stuff like that. Like she's literally like flying through stages and doors and all that stuff. Whatever, it's really really dope. And the soundtrack is so so good. Like I can't recommend it enough. Like I think it's like one of the best. Do I want to say recent years? Yeah, I want to say recent years. It's one of those games, too, where, like, there's not a lot of dialogue, but with what they're said, it's pretty obvious what you're doing. It's like, okay, well, you're, you're trying to steal resources from my peoples, and that's not going to go down like that, you know? Yeah, and you're fighting oppression. I love kicking oppression's ass. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm a black person. Oh, yeah, man. Right? Oh, man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. The... Next game is probably my favorite amongst all of these. I'm not even gonna lie. That's saying something, I think. Like my my next favorite game is uh, Desert Child, which was released uh, near the end of 2018. It was developed by Oscar.
0: Is this the one with the with the hover bikes?
1: Yes, yes, Ty. The one with the hover. This is the indie RPG with the hover bike. Yes.
0: I remember seeing the hover bikes and being like, oh, that sounds neat. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, drowning in the rest of the games that have come out.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, the thing about the game is that, so it was developed by one person. And, uh, oh, by the way, up to this point, um, of the developers, I should note that, like, Children of the Zodiacs, like, that team, when you take a look at it, like, you know, they were um diverse group of people. Long hat house, they're, you know, Brazilian developers. And this one, oddly enough, was developed by a white developer. Now, that that doesn't make the game in any way like the game is still fun, but it's also like there's really nothing in it about the character's race. He just happens to be this young black dude who like wants to be like the best like hover bike racer on Mars. But anyway. The reason why I like this game so much, one, it's pixelated. Two, the game is literally about a guy who literally picks himself up from, like, I don't know, being, like, one of the worst to, like, the best hover bike races. And and the way that you do it is just, like, you have these odd jobs. He's just doing whatever. And then slowly but surely, you're getting your bike better. You're getting better equipment. um, And you just see yourself... Just kicking a lot of ass, you know, slowly but surely. And I, I, I tend to like media where you see a character, or you're in the process of really like taking them from like bottom of the barrel to like, okay, this is like my true potential kind of thing. I don't know, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And you throwing a black face on there, I'm down. Is that <laughs> okay. who doesn't
0: love who doesn't love a Disney Channel original movie about sports? Right, exactly. You're gonna look me in the eye and tell me that you don't like a Disney Channel original movie about sports. You're a fucking liar,
1: right? And the the cool thing about the game too is that he really did a good job of like mixing the different elements of like this is a character that like go that like moves to a different city. He has to like get these different jobs, interact with different people. You know, he loves like old vintage hip hop and stuff like that, and yeah, like I like it it's it's one of those things where like if I was to make if I was to develop a game for example, this would be kinda of like the thing I would have in mind. And yeah, it's fun. It's out on everything. Ty, you don't understand, I played this game like through three times. On three on PC, Playstation, and the Switch. And matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I did all the achievements on all three. I'm just like, oh wow. Alright.
0: Listen, if it's on, all you have to say is it's on Switch and you've got my money. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, yeah, I would, I would like of all the games I'm going to mention, I would recommend this one purely because it's, it does require a lot of your time and like just the different ideas and elements that he put into it. It just makes sense. And plus, like he, he could have chosen not to have like, you know, a black character on there. But he did, and it doesn't really change the game. You see how easy it is. Wow, what a concept! You can just have a person of <laughs> color. <laughs> yeah, throw so much shade. Um, the next game I wanted to talk about is um Subnautica B- um Below Zero. Now this came out. uh I know it came out last year on the Switch, and I think it's out on like everything. But I think it came out on PC on 2019. But anywho. So Subnautica is one of those uh, survival games where you gotta get the resources. That I'm not too good on that. I'm not too good on it. However, Aren't you
0: like in the ocean for that too? Yes!
1: Yes, Ty. You are in the ocean. You have to also maintain your water levels, your oxygen levels, because if you're underwater too long and you run out of breath, uh, you die. It's literally turn stark and you I wake die. up. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's horrifying. Truly.
0: I've never played Subnautica, any of the Subnauticas, because I'm like, no, that's that's so scary. That's such a it, scary concept.
1: It is so terrifying, because there's a point in a game where, like, you get enough resources, and then you're able to go deeper and deeper. Now, the scary part isn't really so much going down deeper and deeper, because you also have to, like, create... Like, okay, so this is the thing. Like, you ha- you can create... Items and tools to let yourself like swim deeper, like in the depths. but also you have to create like headlights and stuff like that and maintain like the batteries so you could see in the dark because you don't want like a giant electric eel to roll up on you and stuff like that does happen anyway.
0: I would cry. I'm so scared of eels in real life, Jeffrey. I cannot express to you how traumatic that would be to me.
1: Oh, okay. So you probably don't want to play this because there's a point.
0: I, I will, I will, I will cry. There's a
1: point. Okay. There's a point in the game where like a lot of the creatures just love to like just mess with you, not necessarily attack you. Other ones are very, there's others that are violent. So I'm just swimming. I'm in my own business. I, I don't, I think that this is going on. Then I see this giant ass. I don't know what it is. And it just attacks me. Because obviously, hey, you know, I'm just this person in your environment. I understand. You don't know who or what I am. Of course you're going to tag me, but this thing look like a kaiju underwater. I'm like, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's.
0: Yeah, I'm not here for that. That's some river monster (laughs) shit, and I don't want anything to do with it. (laughs) Get that shit away from me.
1: I I could only I could only play this game in like a couple hours before my my like anxiety I'm sweating in the pits. I'm like, all right, that's enough fear. Oh, oh, I I am so sorry. So the the story about the game is that this scientist she comes to this um planet or resource site because her sister is missing and she's just trying to find the clues to see you know her last vocation what happened with the team stuff like that so you're also listening to like audio logs and it's really cool because um i know that one of the writers was a black female author who helped them write the the script and it's just cool to listen to like the audio logs like oh you know i did this on this day they even mentioned a thing it was like yeah you know when i'm out here in the environment i have to worry about like my hair and like the product that I'm using, I'm just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. You know, you gotta mention that. Um, but no, like the game is the game is really fun. But like to Ty's point, if you're scared of like underwater stuff, it's gonna terrify you. <laughs> <laughs> it's legitimately, I I'm not even gonna lie about that because it's just like, if it's not that, then it's the anxiety where like before you get the equipment to dive deeper, you have to like. Pray and rely on air bubbles. And if you mess up the timing, that's it, you're done. Yeah, it, it's just, it's bad enough when in real life you gotta worry about drinking water and eating. It's one thing when a game has a, like a meter, it says, like, Hey, you're getting dangerously on your water levels. Cause you know, if you're thirsty, then your life starts going down. Doesn't matter how much air you have, you gotta die out in the ocean. I was like, mm, Lovely. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh. Did I also forget to mention random creatures will think it's cute and they'll just grab you'll know, they'll, they'll just grab your gadgets and you gotta chase them down to be like what you doing? What you doing out here with my scanner? You have to chase them down or you'll 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 lose it. That's fun. Isn't that fun time? No. Yeah, it's just fun. No. Just swimming out in the water and
0: I reject that. I reject all <laughs> of that. <laughs> I rebuke it.
1: <laughs> Yo. It, you are literally like trying to figure out like this mystery, and this sentient dolphin with arms thinks it's cute to steal your scanner. I'm like, mm, lovely, lovely. Why
0: does it have arms?
1: Because you're on an alien planet and aquatic life is evolving. It's nice. It's,
0: I yeah. Like, I don't like any of that.
1: <laughs> no, but really, I would recommend a play because it, it's so, it's just so wild to see what. Um, the developers, um just, just did, um, did with that. And, oops, wait, the developers, Unknown Worlds Entertainment and Shiny Shoe LLC. Um, but yeah, I would, I would recommend that if you're down for that. Um, the last game I would like to recommend was my favorite game of last year, Aerial Knights Never Yield. Um, even though I wrote a lot about it, there's a lot I could say about this game, but mainly, um, you know, there's always that conversation about like, you know, why are video games always violent? Um, and there's, there's, there's always, you know, there's also always games available that you can play that aren't violent. And Aerial Knights Never Yield is a constant runner. So. You're literally playing as this dude that's running for his life. I I I know that doesn't sound great, but it's really cool because he has all these powers and stuff like that. He can stop time and and does all that stuff. And it it really resonated with me because a lot of times it just feels like, you know, you just get up and you're just trying to get from the start to the end of your day and you're just ducking a whole bunch of nonsense out of the way. I mean, I I don't know what's the best way I could describe that. Um the music's very very dope um it was it was designed by uh of course Ariel Knight, whose real name is Oh my God, am I forgetting Neil's real name Neil Jones oops, oh uh, my bad Neil, I hope you're not listening to this my bad dog um and the music was composed by am I forgetting the composer Daniel Watkins and yeah, no, I, I think the soundtrack is great. Um, there's an update that he's added to the game. I don't know if that's available on every single um platform that he has it on. But I would definitely recommend the game because not only do I think that it's pretty unique with how he developed it, but it's also a game that you can beat relatively easy. And I'm a fan of like games that don't take you forever. I know everyone likes the thing. <laughs> They're fans of games where you can pour in hundreds of hours or whatever the case may be. But um I'm an adult with other hobbies, so <laughs> that's not true for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but I don't know. It I, I always make the case for shorter games. Um yeah, so Aerial Knights never yield. I I think I like that. And those are all my games with um black folks that I recommend.
0: Hell yeah. Thank you for all of those games, Jeffrey.
1: You're welcome. Oh! Oh! Before I forget, I'm so sorry, because of the time of when we were recording this, you know, E3 shenanigans are happening. If anyone is interested, there is going to be on June the 8th um, Black Voices in Gaming um, 2022 showcase. And I think that's going to be on I Dream of Indie Games' YouTube channel. Uh, so, if you want to check that out, uh, I think we'll see new stuff. So, I just wanted to shout that out. But, yeah. And I strongly recommend those games. If you don't like them, uh, you, you can at me. I won't necessarily <laughs> reply. You could try because I just have a tendency to ignore a lot on Twitter. Um, but, yeah
0: hell yeah where speaking of twitter uh where can people find you on there
1: if you want to find me on twitter you can find me at uh capital j capital r potential um if you see a dude with a bow tie that's me i haven't updated my profile picture in a minute i definitely need to i you know report on the games industry on the business side of things um all thoughts and opinions are uh, do not represent <laughs> my employer, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't talk about like games often, I, I, I more actually talk about my other hobbies often. But hey, if you like to see me ramble about like you know, cool indie games, the occasional album or two, yeah, please give me a follow, and yeah, and I also wanted to thank Ty for having me on and talk about these games. That was really fun.
0: All right, and you can find me over on Twitter at a keeper. Uh, pa- or indie mixtape is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit. Um, if you'd like to hang out with us and our pals, you can join the Discord server. The link will be in the episode description. And if you would like to throw some extra support our way, you can go to patreon.com slash Uppercut Crit. And throw some dollars at us. You can get all kinds of benefits, like early podcast episodes or having your name read at the end like these folks here. And huge thanks to our $7 and up patrons, Chris Lawrence, Pixel Turkey, Justin Drew, Third Avenue Anti-Capitalist, Felix Mayer, Matt Burr, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Wheels, Jesse Vitelli, Adept7777. Optional Objectives, Grace Benfeldt, Kenneth Shepherd, Lucas Lyon, Eliza Tantivy, Adrian Arock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Jesse Peterson, OA Keela, Jared Shu, Cam Koenig, Quentin Hoffman, and Mikey Phillips. Thank you all so much for your support. We, as always, really, really appreciate it.